This podcast is brought to you by Australia's LGBTQIA plus community media organisation, Joy. Keep Joy on air by becoming a member, a subscriber or donate. Head to joy.org.au. Joy, a diverse sound for a diverse community. Bored of too many ads and dull, meaningless chat? We've got neither. Joy Drive. Smart, fun radio. Okay, it's uh, Christmas Day. You're off to your once-a-year family lunch gathering. You know, the one day we have to put up with them all. It's time, and it's time for the present exchange. And you're excited because you put a lot of thought and effort into what Uncle Bob needs to finally complete that lifelong stamp collection. It's his wish to have it completed. You can't wait to see the tears of joy in his eyes, when he opens it, it was quite expensive and you had to get it sent from overseas. You open yours, <laughs> a surprise, it's a $20 Coles gift card, <laughs> obviously picked up at the checkout as a last minute thought when buying their toilet paper and everyone's looking at you for your facial expressions. There's silence in the room, you fake a smile, but it's hard to do when you're drawing, trying to scowl and <laughs> you try and draw the corners of your mouth up and go, yeah, it's great, just what I needed. It'll help me. Well, if this situation sounds familiar, we've got the person who can help us avoid it. Samantha Happ is a graduate researcher in art history and material culture studies at the University of Melbourne and is an expert in gift giving. Samantha, welcome to Joy Drive. Thank you for having me. Uh, There's much research on uh, gift giving. There is. There's a whole field of studies. So I particularly study diplomatic gift giving, Ah. which is what happens when two people from different embassies and different cultures meet. So that's very applicable to the uh, family <laughs> gatherings because sometimes it does feel like you're meeting people again from a different world. And in the diplomatic circle, uh, do people like give gifts to sort of send a message, say, hey, you only get the packet of toilet paper uh, this week? Oh, they very much can. And part of that is, you know, because when you are doing like in diplomacy, giving and receiving gifts, you know, the words that you're saying may be, you know, mm. these generic sort of treaties and all these overtures of well-meaning, but it's in the gifts where you can actually get the real message. <laughs> what goes wrong, that example? I, get, I mean, that always happens to me. I have uh, certain values in things that I like, and uh, I suppose I, I uh, project them onto someone else. You know, I like things that are quality and will last long, and, you know, you often have to pay a bit more, and then you might, you might get the $5 voucher back. What's going on there? A lot of that is it's that gap in how you value things and as you said. So most of it is just based on, you know, what was the person trying to do? Were they actually trying to be malicious with the five dollar voucher? <laughs> or were they just being a bit awkward and you know, we've all been in that situation mm. where you are trying to look for a gift and you panic. You cannot think of anything, you have no ideas. So was that person maybe just got confused or got stuck with too many choices? Is it okay to ask them and say, hey, um, you know, what would you like for Christmas as opposed to it necessarily being a surprise? Oh, very much so. It's a little bit more difficult when you're giving gifts to children because mm. you kind of want to have that bit of surprise. But one thing that can also work, aside from, as you say, directly asking them, is by asking them to make a list of maybe three or five things that they would maybe like and you can pick one of them from that. And then there's still that little bit of uncertainty for them that they don't know exactly what they're going to get, but you know that you're onto a winner. 
Samantha, I came out from a very small family. It was only my brother and I. So it was very easy. You know, you just buy presents for everyone. But I know a lot of people have bigger families and they do those exchanges, which uh, I'm more familiar with happening in a work environment. And we all know the do's and don'ts of what not to do in a work environment. But how do they work in the, in the family situation? Well, it depends, doesn't it? Because, uh, you know, the Secret Santa and the Kris Kringle kind of idea is all about you know, what you grew up with. So it can get quite fraught in the case of in-laws or people who have <laughs> married into the family and are coming, especially if it's their first time. They don't know what your traditions are because every single family has their own traditions, which they think are, you know, quote unquote normal, you know, the usual thing. Mm. So sometimes, you know, some families are very much into the joke gifts of the secret Santa, get something, you know, that's intentionally awkward or intentionally rubbish. But other families are very much into the idea of, you know, they're really thoughtful, considered gifts. So, so much of that is uh, these miscommunications mm. and the lack of the intentions matching up with the, with, with the, ex, with the reality um, comes from this idea of the different traditions clashing. What if uh, you, you're given the, uh, the name of a, a relative or friend who perhaps is, you know, there's a significant age difference and you don't necessarily know what that person likes. And you can always, you know, go in and think, well, I know that uh, older people like this sort of fragrance, for example. You could get it completely wrong, though, couldn't you? Oh, definitely. You don't really ever want to assume based on someone's age of, the, the, you know, they're of this age and, you know, older people might like cruisers and younger people will want fidget spinners because by the time it's reached you, you know, aside from the fact that everybody is their own individual person, you're not going to know what's cool or not cool about the different groups because by the time it crosses that sort of generational sphere, yeah. It's been time and it's just, it's, you've lost it. <laughs> Samantha, um, I know a lot of people listening will be thinking, oh my goodness, I've still got four days of work <laughs> left. When am I going to get my uh, Christmas shopping? So let's give them your top tips to make sure we hit the nail right on the head with gift giving. Oh gosh. Well, I think the core is really just everybody wants to be seen and felt like they're understood. So you can just sort of Try to cling on to something that you know about that person. If they're um, vouchers, I'm a big fan of vouchers to something that they like. Ah, uh, not just the supermarket like. one. Unless that they're particularly enamoured with Coles, I would probably steer away <laughs> from that. Or think about if you can get them an experience or some chance for them to spoil themselves. You know, especially if it is really hard to get to the shops and the shops are absolutely packed you don't necessarily want to go wandering around for a while. Mm. But a lot of restaurants or um, the experiences, you can get the vouchers and contact them directly and it can just be a bit of paper that, you know, you can print out or write up something nice. So then it's, you know, in that parceling and it gives them that opportunity to treat themselves because, I mean, let's be honest, we don't often have that sort of spare That's income true. to do something special at the moment. That's true. I like that. Receiving an experience. What a great idea. What other tips? I think that one of the other main ones is to think about them, as I said, them as a person and what they like. Um, don't Do not try to stereotype. Do not try to generalise. <laughs> if you're truly stuck, ask somebody around them, someone that's close to them, especially if you are doing a secret Santa and you've got, you know, your second cousin once removed who you wouldn't even recognise, 
ask someone else in the family as to what kind of things they might like. <laughs> okay. What if uh, you know a specific uh, amount has been given? For example, we say, okay, our family, uh, it's a hundred dollars is uh, you know the approximate amount that we're going to spend on the Christmas presents. Uh, do you need to spend around that much? It's generally considered, especially if there is a limit, then the uh, person that you're giving the gift to is aware of this limit. Mm -hmm. So it never particularly looks good. If you bought something on sale that was $30, but usually is $100, chances are they might be aware of that. Oh. They might be able to know. <laughs> and it looks like, you get caught like out. this is one of the cases where <laughs> exactly you get caught out. You're the one giving them the bad gift even though you had the best of intentions, but it comes across like you don't value them. It was on half price. It. Exactly. <laughs> I love it. So it's best to get near the, uh, the limit if you can afford it. If you can't afford it, again, that's totally okay as well. You don't want to put yourself in a position of discomfort just to make somebody else feel good for a little while. So it's uh, all, all about the intention behind the gift. Exactly. Oh, I love There's it. a whole reason we have that saying. It's the thought that counts because really that is the main thing. So if uh, if something is uh, on special, you'd be better off going to, um, and they really wanted it, but you know it's been reduced. It's half price. Uh, you'd be better off by paying full price and accidentally leaving the receipt in the bag so that they see yes. that you paid full price. You could, or you could supplement that discount thing with something oh. else, you know, a box of chockies or some wine. Oh. If they're into either of those. Does there, is there a risk of watering the gift down? Not necessarily. Like, it, it's all very dependent, of course. You know, everybody is different, so it's really hard to make these sort of generalisations. But particularly in the case where you've got a limit, it is better to get a couple of things that, you know, mm. work together. You know, it's a gift ensemble then. It's that as a group. I love it, an ensemble. You know, it says that it's more than just the one item. It's that as well as something for them to eat or drink or do, <laughs> and that adds value. I love it. I just, I'm laughing because I know I've got a particular friend <laughs> who always buys me things, but you can be guaranteed it's always when they're half price at the supermarket, <laughs> which I love. It's the yes, thought, I it's have, the intention. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I have the same same situation. Samantha, uh, one final question. Is it better when you're organising the uh, gift exchange, the family gift exchange, to, uh, to, to let everyone know who's buying the present? Does that reduce the risk of getting some sort of, you know, unwanted message? Maybe. It's very dependent. Again, it's I would hope that most of us, you know, when we go and do this sort of gift exchange, even with our family members, even with the awkward, weird ones, that nobody really means any harm by it. So uh. that it's, it's the thing of there could be that miscommunication, but it's sort of benign miscommunication. Of course, there are exceptions. So if you are in a family where you know, you know, this particular family member really, really has got it out for you, then it might be good to get to ask around and see, are they going to be giving me a gift this year? <laughs> um, but otherwise, if it's a if it's a tradition that has those sort of secrets and has that idea of the surprise and who was the one that got it for me, you kind of want to maintain that. Ah, everyone always knows if I buy a gift because it's always wrapped in brown recycled paper. <laughs> <laughs> and tied with that recycled string. <laughs> Samantha, great to chat with you. We all know what to do now. We can go to the shops, do our Christmas shopping. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you for having me. Thank you, Samantha Habri, graduate researcher in art, history and material culture studies at the University of Melbourne. 
Joy Drive on Joy 94.9 FM in Melbourne, Joy on your digital radio, iHeartRadio, TuneIn.com or the Joy app. No matter where you are. Thanks for listening to another Joy podcast brought to you by Australia's LGBTQIA plus community media organisation, Joy. Help us keep Joy on air. Head to joy.org.au. Joy, a diverse sound for a diverse community.